Eddie Van Halen has died at the age of 65 after a battle with throat cancer. Eddie's son Wolfgang Van Halen confirms the news in an Instagram post on October 6th. I can't believe I'm having to write this, but my father, Edward Lodowich Van Halen, has lost his long and arduous battle with cancer this morning. He was the best father I could ever ask for. Every moment I've shared with him on and off stage was a gift. My heart is broken and I don't think I'll ever fully recover from this loss. I love you so much, Pop. Welcome to a very special edition of the Mike Durban Show. This episode is going to be a tribute to the legend Eddie Van Halen, without a shadow of a doubt, the greatest guitarist of all time. I didn't really get into Van Halen until probably 8th grade, uh, the Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge album came out in 91, Top of the World, Right Now, those songs really got me into them uh, back then, and then they had a live album come out in 92 or 93. So I was mostly into the Van Hagar era at first, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't really discover all the early stuff, the David Lee Roth stuff, until uh, 96 when they came out with the Greatest Hits album. And once I got that, oh my god, man. So after hearing all that stuff, I went back and got every single album, those first six. Those first six Van Halen albums, Van Halen, Van Halen 2... Women and Children First, Fair Warning, Diver Down, 1984. Those are some of the greatest rock albums of all time. Every song on every album is amazing. No filler. Life-changing stuff, man. I started playing bass in 8th grade. And uh, when I started getting into these first Van Halen albums around 96, 97, um, I sold all my bass guitars and amps and everything. And I switched to guitar. I bought a red Stratocaster. I got the Eddie Van Halen 5150 combo amp, uh, delay pedal, phaser, chorus pedal. Uh, and then I got all the tablature books for those first six albums. And I was just obsessed with Eddie Van Halen and his playing. I was trying to learn every riff for every song. I could never get the solos because I'm just not a great guitar player. But it was, uh, it was awesome learning that stuff. Thankfully... Uh, a few years later, I came to my senses and I realized that I was not a good guitar player, so I switched back to bass. So, enough about me. This episode is going to be about Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen's music. And I have two former guests of the Mike Durban Show back with me. The legendary wrestler Disco Inferno is coming back. And my good friend Steve Cavino from the Cavino and Rich Show on Sirius XM. They're both going to give me their favorite Van Halen songs and uh, talk about what Van Halen means to them. You can check out Disco Inferno every week on Keep It at 100 with Conan and Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco on Russo's brand and Time Out on Vince Russo's Patreon. You can follow him on Twitter at TheRealDisco. Steve Cavino, of course, is from SiriusXM. Check out the Cavino and Rich show. Uh, if you don't have SiriusXM, you can check out the Cavino and Rich podcast. It comes out every week. It's the best of their radio show in podcast form. Check that out. Also, Cavino is on Now or Never on ESPN every night, and you can follow him on Twitter at Steve Cavino, 
at Kavino and Rich and at Now or Never ESPN. Please follow the Creative Control Network on Twitter also, the CC Network One, and my Twitter is at Mike Durband. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mike Durband. All right, let's get to my interviews with Disco Inferno and Steve Cavino. But first, some words from my sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about something we could all use more of right now. Sex. Great sex. Guys, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness, and you don't even have to leave your house. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Right now, we've got a special deal for the listeners of the Mike Durban Show. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code DURBAND. That's D-U-R-B-A-N-D. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Durban to try it for free. I know that there's quite a few of you out there that have gotten Blue Chew with my code, and I thank you so much. I know that from recently got some. Thank you. And my great friend told me that he's been getting Blue Chew with my code for a few months now. He loves it, and he says it even lasts till the next morning. That's how good this stuff is. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice, and I thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So be sure to use the promo code Durban at BlueChew.com. Well, Glenn, where were you this week when you heard the sad news? Just on the computer. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, Van, Van Halen was, you know, I grew up with Van Halen. Yeah. How did you feel when you when you heard the, the tragic news of his passing? Just sad. He's, he's, you know, the thing about Van Halen was, and when you were growing up, the consensus was kind of like that Eddie Van Halen was the best guitarist in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that was the... You know, back in the 80s and stuff and everything, that was the, it was kind of, that's what they were, you know, you got Rolling Stone magazine, you got the, you know, you followed, you know, the, your, your, the DJs were all kind of in agreement that, you know, that Eddie Van Halen was the greatest guitarist in the world. Now you could like, you know, as we go 30 something years later, you know, people throw like retrospectively looking, they look back, you know, oh, well, Jimi Hendrix, Peter Frampton. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you could throw Jimmy Page in there, but Jimmy Page is not a good thing, Van Halen. But uh, um, but the thing about that made Eddie Van Halen so great 
is that he took basically if he wasn't as great as he was Van Halen basically would have best just been another hair hair metal band you know and like they would have had a couple decent songs they wouldn't have uh, you know they, they could have been as you know they could have been no better than winger you know oh, what I'm saying because like, no, 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 here, no, no, here, but here's what I'm saying because the whole gimmick was the same back then yeah you know you know, lead singer's got long blonde hair, crazy, likes to party, gets a lot of girls and everything. But the difference between Van Halen was they had tons of great songs. Yeah. You know, like these other bands only had like a handful at best. You know, but, but Van Halen just kept putting out, you know, great music after great music after great music. And I don't consider, and that's, that's the thing, I, I don't consider um, Van Hagar Van Halen. In my iTunes, I keep it separate. I actually renamed it all Van Hagar because I don't like it mixing. You know, right? I don't even like any of the Van Hagar songs. To be honest with you, I, mm. I, I like the sound. Of, I like the Van Halen sound, and um, yeah, just a lot of good, you know, great. You know, if you were at frat parties, uh, you know, there was Van Halen was playing. You know, stuff. It's just it was just great music. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know he was sick? No, I wouldn't follow it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he said cancer for a long time, and then, um, you know, he's a lifelong chain smoker. And then, of course, when he got throat cancer, he denied that it was from cigarettes. He said it was from a metal guitar pick in his mouth and the electromagnetic uh, waves in the studio. So, you know, mm-hmm. nobody ever wants to admit it that it's cigarettes that's the problem. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it went away and it came back a few times, and um, th- th- there was always the word on the street that he was going to these secret doctors in Malibu and then he was flying to Germany to get treatments and stuff. So yeah, it, it didn't shock me when I saw it, but uh, you know, it's just very sad that, you know, yeah, that he's dead. But um, yeah. So ever since then you've been posting some old live videos on Twitter and uh, well, that's the thing that people don't understand is when you go back and look at Van Halen, U2, Rolling Stones and stuff, I think you just don't, can't really comprehend. It's like you don't you don't see this anymore with bands these days. Nope. Where the arenas are just jam packed and stadiums are just there's not an empty seat anywhere. It's overcrowded. The the girls are literally crying when they get near the the, the artist to touch them. Yeah. Um, it's like the 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 superstar status. It, it was like defined back then. Even before YouTube, you know, you can go on YouTube now. You can see, you know, some shows from 78, 79, you know, 82, 84. Uh, but back before YouTube, when I was first discovering Van Halen, I had a bootleg VHS tape of the Us Festival, 1982. Have you ever seen that concert? Maybe. I've probably come across. I don't, re- re- I don't remember seeing it. I'm sure I have. Yeah, so that full concert was filmed. It was like a two, two and a half hour show. That video changed my life, man. Like... The performance and then the crowd, you know, the US Festival was in California and there was, I don't know the total, I'll look it up later, but I mean, it was like one of the biggest crowds in history of anywhere, you know, and uh, anybody that's listening, look up the US Festival and, you know, Eddie Van Halen had the, the red striped overalls on, just this is one of the most amazing concerts I've ever seen, so check out the US Festival and the set list was amazing.
when did you first become a Van Halen fan? High school. Yeah, oh. high school. When an album would come out, you'd hear all the good songs on the radio. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd have to get the album, then you'd learn about some of the other songs that wouldn't play on the radio that much. But it's like, I don't really remember like a lot of these bands for specifically albums. Like to this day, I just, you know, I just, you just surf and look at just the songs, you know, and stuff. And uh, I just remember, you know, vividly a lot of the, a lot of the music. So what year did you graduate high school? 85. Oh, wow. So you're, yeah, you had the perfect time, man. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was all my high school and college and stuff and everything, you know, so yeah. It's all Van so- Halen. Yeah. So when you were a senior, it was announced that Dave Lee Roth was out. How, how did you react to that news? Uh, you were kind of sad. Yeah. You know, and, but then they got Sammy Hagar, and I was, just, I was never a Sammy Hagar fan. <laughs> I just never was. You know, I can't drive 55. That's like, yeah. you know, that's like this. He was like a corny, cheap version of what you call Dave Lee Roth. You know, yeah. Dave Lee Roth was like a guy that like, liked to get party, get drunk, pick up girls, you know, bang girls, roadie, you know. So it's, it's just you know it was just it was just different. I, I was not a fan of Sammy Hagar. Have you ever seen him live? No, no, never saw him live. No. Wow. Concerts back then were not a were not cheap. Yeah. For you know, you had to have a little chunk of change because they were always sold out. Yeah. You know, they would sell out fast and stuff and all that. So was, you know, um, I just remember I just yeah I, I saw I see Metallica, seen you two, I've seen Rat. Uh, what a slaughter! Yeah. Um, I, you know, just I didn't see a lot of concerts growing up. Did Eddie inspire you at all? I know you tried playing guitar when you were a kid. No, right? there's, there's no way that I'm never going to play like that. I, I played guitar very briefly when I was 12 years old. Yeah, but I never like you know just air guitar. Inspiration, yeah. <laughs> people about it, you know. Yeah, you know him, him and Angus Young were like the air guitar inspirations back then. No. Um, when you when you guys are in your locker rooms back in the day, does anybody have like a boombox, or did you guys listen to music back there? Uh, some yeah, sometimes guys would have a boombox every once in a while. If we went overseas, somebody brought a boombox, okay. or we'd buy one. Yeah, you know, just to, just to bring on the, on the, on tour, especially if you're doing bus rides. Yeah, if you're doing bus bus rides, we just bring the boombox on the bus. Does Van Halen get played? Or what, well, of course, what, yeah. Uh, everyone knows that you work in the largest gentleman's club in the world, Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Does Van Halen get played in the clubs? Yeah, of course. Yeah, which songs? The good ones by our good. DJs and old school rock fans and stuff. So he plays a lot. You know, they, they played a lot. Yeah, like all the all, all of them. Running with the Devil, Hot for Teacher, Pretty mm-hmm. Woman. You know, just the, the ones you would think they'd be playing strip joints and stuff. So yeah. All right, Glenn. Well, I want to know what your top six favorite Van Halen songs are. All right, so. The top two I know for sure in order. Okay, two okay. and one. Okay. So these are the, the other four are in no particular order. Get, uh, six will be uh, Ain't Talking About Love. Okay. From the first album. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, Huge single. Huge single. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, all these were. And actually, you know, the, the funny thing, my number one is not going to be the, a number one on anybody else's list. All right. Yeah. Um, but six is Ain't Talking About Love. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to give you my six. Go, go ahead. Right. My six is from Van Halen 2. This is a song called DOA Dead or Alive.
Yep, Dead or Alive was great. Yeah, yeah. They're all. That's fucking... the thing. These songs are all great. It's yeah. a lot different than when we did this with with the, the U two songs with Huji. Yeah. Who who gave me a few U two songs that I would not even care to listen to again. You know. Yeah. But like all every Van Halen song, you can pretty much you can listen to all. Of them. I don't th- I don't think anybody would disagree that any of, of the Van Halen's best songs should be excluded from anybody's list. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's go to number five. I'm going to go with Jamie's crying. Number okay. five. This was also a single, and it's it's huge. It still gets played today on rock radio. Still gets played today. Very easy song to sing along to. Yep. You know that's one thing about Van Halen is that you can sing along to like the, the main verses and stuff. But Jimmy's crying obviously is a great. Uh, it's good. You know the thing about Van Halen too is it, it was it was good hard rock, but then they have kind of like melody in there. You know. Yeah. She's been in love before. Uh, yeah. the, you know, so it's like you know, it's kind of like they put the cheesiness in there sometimes, and they just go back to kicking with with the, the hard rock. You know, uh, my number five is this was never a single, but it could have been. It's a very catchy song. It's got a great melody. Little guitars. Yeah, little guitars, yeah, yeah. So this, I, I, I played that. There was little guitar was a. I remember like it was in high whatever that album was on. I would always, I would whatever, whatever that album. What, what what album was that? Diver Down. We listened to that whole thing, yeah. start to finish, like at parties and stuff. I think. Yeah, you know? Diver Down's a weird album because it's like half cover songs and then half original. Right, songs. right. But I remember that. Yeah, that, I, I remember that because little guitars was like. I heard that song a lot. I just yeah. recall, you know. Next, we're going to throw Running With The Devil in there Okay. at number four. Could arguably be somebody's number one. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of Van Halen lists out there that would do it. If you look at the the, the pie chart of Van Halen <laughs> songs, you know, Running With The Devil would get a big chunk. The, 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 that'd be a big piece of the pie, I believe, mm-hmm. on that one. So we're going to go with a Running Devil at number four. Yeah, also a single. So you've got three singles from the first album so far. That's your list. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm older, you know, so it's like this is, yeah. I'm probably going to go back back far, you know. Uh, number four, I have Romeo Delight from Women and Children First. interesting you know that one mm-hmm. yeah it's i think it's the fourth song on the album it's super fast that's the type of music i like you know like good workout music and stuff i think you know like yeah 
Yeah, that's that's the best part of Van Halen. So what have I done so far? Well, give me my list so far. Uh, ain't talking about love. Jamie's right? crying and uh, running with the double. Right. Wow. So not a lot of variety on your list, but that's okay. I mean, not not a lot. But I got to <laughs> you know, it's funny because like there's I could you know we could if we did a top eight, it would have been perfect. But now it's like. You know, I'm kind of st- I'm stuck here because I'm looking like, why am I leaving this off? But, you know, but like I said, any any songs you can, you can you can leave off. Yeah. But so we're going number three now, right? Yep. Uh, Panama is going to be my number three. Hard to argue with. Yeah. Um, just the uh, just the way the guitars kick in, you know, like in, in that song is just real cool. Just a good, good high energy, you know, head banging rock. You know. Yeah. Great drums. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. You know. Great. So video. many songs that there's a yeah. Great video. So many songs that there's a perfect. You know. Yeah. They got they had their own. It's just weird. They're kind of like they had their their genre of perfection. In their music, in that because Eddie Van Halen was such a great guitarist, and he always had a great guitar riff in there. Mm-hmm. You know how, like we talked about, um, I did I do the Led Zeppelin show with you. Who, who do yeah. I do the Led Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah, I was in on that. Okay, so it's like you know how we talk about Led Zeppelin songs are always very busy. Yes. Like they change. You know, there's like it's like sometimes it's three songs in one, like the different types of say. You know, the thing with the difference with Van Halen was is their songs were busy. And then, like you know, they would they would put melody in there. They would, but but they always had the Eddie the the, the, the Eddie Van Halen guitar solo, yeah. which was always just like made them very distinct from other hair metal bands and other you know hard rock bands back then because he was the best guitarist in the world. Mm-hmm. And he like you're featuring, you know, in all this genre of just hair metal, you know, the songs about banging chicks and drinking and stuff. And then, you know, you had the great guitar, guitar riff in there that was the, the best guitar place in the in the world, you know, playing it. So. Yeah. I don't really put them in the hair metal category. Cause not, not hair, but, but back then everything was big, big, big hair rock. Yeah, you know, I mean, all, the, all the bands had, had long hair. Yeah. And it's not hair metal, but it's still, it's, when you look at the, the, the bands and the videos... Yeah. And and the concerts, you know, all the rockers back then back then had long hair, you know? And like you don't see that today. It's like a lot of the rockers are you know, they're the millennials. Kind yeah. of the short hair, you know, <laughs> the shape size and stuff like that, you know, so it's different. Yeah, because I mean they started in like seventy four. So right. but they didn't get famous until seventy eight. Uh, they had the big hair and the and the tight pants and all that back then. So right. they inspired all the hair metal shit. So I blame them for that. But right. I always put them above that. Like I don't, you know, discredit them or put them in, in the category with the warrants and the wingers and all that. Right. Bullshit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> Motley Crue. I put Motley Crue up on the top uh, on top of that too, though. Like, but the, but they were before Motley Crue. But then oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but it's like every band that came after Van Halen had to have like the that's the gimmick, you know, we gotta get there, you know, yeah. gotta, this is what the girls like, you know. It's like, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So number three I have from the nineteen eighty four album Drop Dead Legs. I can imagine this. Yeah, they play that at the Sapphire. club. They absolutely play the club. Yeah, because that's a real sexy riff and, and a drum yeah. beat. Yeah, 
All about girl, hot girls, you know, she took stuff you yeah. can't sing about today. You can't, you right, can't, you can't say objectifying now. women, but that's what it's about. You know, it's like, right. Yeah. What do you got in there at number two? Number two is, and I've always thought that this would be a great ring music. Okay. Take a wild guess. If I told you a, a, a Van Halen song, that would be a great ring music for a guy like, um, let's call like a, like a bruiser Brody type character or a, um, like even like a Goldberg type character or Brock Lesnar, you know, if, if, if they had a character like that back back during this time, what would be a great ring entrance for him? Great song. Mean street unchained. Yeah. Unchained. Yeah. For the, yeah. And seriously, that would be a good, would that not be a great song for a wrestler yeah. to come out to? You yep. know, it's like I mean, it's like perfect. You know, unchained, like, guy comes out, he's funny, the crowds go crazy. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. Un- Un- Unchained is. Uh, I've always thought, I always wondered, like why. And as a matter of fact, when I was breaking into wrestling back in you know, the early '90s and stuff, everything, and me and my friends, were, I might, I would have said, why don't you come out to Unchained? You know, and stuff because it'd be a great song to come out to for, for, for indies and stuff. Yeah, it's just got that sick opening riff. And just the song is about, you know, Unchained. I mean, it's like, okay, like, like a big badass guy coming out, he breaks the chain, come, he come out and wrecks everybody, you know? Yeah, a sing-along chorus, the crowd yeah. would have gone into it. Yeah. yeah. So that's your number two? That's my two. All right, my number two is On Fire from the first album. Yeah, it's good. They're all good. Yeah, I'm looking like, I'm like, no like pull, pull that, pull that back up again, right? Pull the, pull that list back up. So I'm like looking, I'm like just looking here, like yo, <laughs> like running with the devil, eruption. <laughs> you really got me. Ain't talking about love. I'm the one. Be like, yeah, maybe, yeah, yo, Jamie's crying. Hold on, Pulling. hold on, hold on. I'm the one was Husey's number one on his list. Are you serious? Yeah. Does that have heat with you? Well, I'm just saying that this shows you what a great album this is because any of these songs, maybe with the exception of Little Dreamer, all, all, like all eleven, you know, ten out of these eleven songs could could make somebody's list. Yeah, you know, include he, if you want if you want to go Ice Cream Man, which really isn't, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good song, but it's not your favorite, you know, one of your favorite Van Halen songs because it's kind of a little bit cornier and stuff. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, you could you could throw any of these on the on the list. Yeah, you know that's how that's how great these guys are. Yeah, I mean, even feel your love tonight. That's played. Yeah, exactly. I can't that's wait. still played on the radio. You know? That's what I'm saying. It's all the. It's like every, every song they have. It's like it's it's unbelievable. You know. Yeah. So my number one, my favorite Van Halen song of all time, is your number two, Unchained. Is it? Yeah. Yes. So I fucking love this riff. It's uh, it's drop D. Guitarists know what that means. Uh, what you do is you tune down the thickest string, so it, it it's an even lower, more aggressive sound, and that's why that riff is so heavy. You know. Yeah. So uh, just a fucking a brutal riff. And this album, Fair Warning, this was like their darkest album. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the songs on there, you know, Mean Streets on there too, and that's very similar to Unchained. It's a very mean riff. The lyrics are real tough and aggressive. 
uh, but a lot of these songs on this album are, are not really radio friendly. You know, Unchained and Mean Street were, were pretty big hits, but for the rest of them, man, they're pretty dark. Yeah. But I love this album so much. And this this is uh, Billy Corgan's favorite album. Is it really? Yeah. Fair warning is? Yep. Uh, my number one is So This, so this Is Love. From that's, the, that's from Fair Warning. Yeah, I still still love that song. It's just yeah, I, I listen to it in the gym. Yeah, I mean yeah. it starts off. I love I love any song that starts off with bass and drums. Yeah, and it's like it starts off a little quite you know like, and then it kicks in you know. So so it's just just classic Van Halen you know. Yeah. Just a great uh, chorus and uh, yeah, you know, a sing along chorus again. So yeah, so this is in, in the lyrics which is typical. Your rock lyrics, you know. <laughs> Come on, baby, take me home. So this is love, you know. It's just it like, like everything, like literally, this song would probably be canceled. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. today you can't write about this. Just you know, picking up girls and having sex. It's like you know, it's unbelievable. Like, so the greatest music is just because it's so great, we have to keep it. But just like people just refuse to make stuff like this today, you know. Yeah. How did I find out the news? Man, I think we were live on the air and I just happened to see a post about it. And then I saw my mom emailed me. Hey, babe, how sad. My mom calls me, babe. How sad. Eddie Van Halen, 65. You loved him. He was a legend. And I mean, he had such impact on me and music and most people of our generation, I would say. I mean, who from our generation didn't have some sort of Eddie Van Halen poster or Van Halen poster in their room? or their albums, or love their videos. You know, I was definitely that kid, man. I'm an 80s kid, so Van Halen was everything to me, man. I think we both know uh, one person who didn't have a poster on his wall, <laughs> who wasn't into Van Halen, uh, a guy that didn't seem to understand the impact that Eddie Van Halen had on the music scene and just pop culture in general. His name is Rich Davis. Right, Rich Davis uh, doesn't get it, and I'm sure he likes a few of the songs. My funniest Rich Davis Van Halen story is he thought up until like recently that Panama was Cannonball. Oh. Cannonball! I'm like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> um, but yeah, he's going to say it's because I'm a few years older, three or four years older, actually three years older, but he just grew up without any older influences and without MTV. And, you know, for me, a lot of my love of Van Halen is because of the MTV influence. I mean, I had their cassettes, I had their 45s, but still... A lot of it was from MTV that made me love them so much, and he didn't have that. But man, I think back to my uncles, my cousins, just the cool kids in the neighborhood, like the burnouts, the rock kids that, you know, liked rock music. And you would hear it was like the soundtrack of, uh, you know, walking down the street, and it was like garage bands and kids playing in their garage and all wanting to be Kiss or Van Halen or something like that. And, you know, just going to the boardwalk you know going up in jersey i'm from union new jersey but i would go to the jersey shore every year and you know just trying to win some sort of van halen t-shirt or cassette or poster i think honestly the framed photo i had in my childhood room 
forever. I think I won at the boardwalk as a framed picture of Van Halen, and I loved it, man. Van Halen and Twisted Sister, they were some of my favorite, but you know, Eddie Van Halen and Van Halen as a band musically was just next level compared to any other band that I was into. Do you remember the first time you heard them? Did Was it Uncle Joey playing you an album? That's funny. First time? No. Uh, but I know how I was introduced to them. Uh, my Uncle Joey did make me a cassette, and he was great influence on me, but like, you know, like in the coolest of Big Brother ways, where like, here's what I think is cool, and you should think is cool sort of thing. Like, he would make me mix cassettes of his favorites, and like, here's all the songs you need to know of of Cheap Trick, of, of I don't know, um, Van, you know, Van Halen. And I would listen to it and, and it would be my gospel. You know, like these are the songs I need to know and these are the songs I love. And one of those cassettes was the best of Van Halen, 77 to 84. You know, well, really 83 when they recorded 84. So their first album came out in what, 78? So yep. that window for me was the epitome of cool Van Halen. That 78 to 84 or 77 to 83, however you want to look at it. That window there, because that was the mixed cassettes I would listen to. Then I backtracked and bought the rest of the albums, the full albums, and, you know, loved them since. But that was my wheelhouse, you know. Anything further, I like songs here and there, you know, and I always respected them. I just never liked Van Halen without David Lee Roth as much. I'm not a, I'm not a Van Hagar guy I can't say at all, but I'm just not, even though they had more commercial success with Sammy Hagar. And, uh, you know, I could go on all day about that because Sammy Hagar, as it turns out, turned out to be, again, commercially more successful. And he turned out to be the cooler old guy. I'll give him credit for that. He's <laughs> He still rocks out now. He's yeah. the cooler old guy. You know, David Lee Roth, although I think he's a legend and one of the greatest front men and, you know, my favorite, he grew up to be like your... Um, you're like a lame uncle or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we heard some Van Halen here, and my name's David Lee Roth, and I'm right across the hallway. <laughs> you know, he's like your lame, uh, questionable uncle. Did you ever see him on Joe Rogan from the past couple of years? Who, David Lee Roth? Yeah. No, but I saw him do a, a country <laughs> version of Jump. I get up! Nothing gets me down You got it tough I see the toughest around And I know Baby, just how you feel You got to roll With a bunch of Get to what's real And that pretty much says it all. You know, he's still that zany guy and I love him for it. But, um... You know, Sammy Hagar got the last laugh as far as, like, he's, he's still a cool dude and he's old as hell. And, yeah. you know, he, he's great. Don't get me wrong. I just think that when you think Van Halen, for me, it, there's not even a debate. Like, people love to debate it. Like, hey, Jordan or LeBron, people love those stupid debates. For me, the answer is Van Halen with David Lee Roth all day, every day. You know, Gary Sharon, he's a talented guy in his own right, but he's not even in the conversation. I just love that era of rock and that era of David Lee Roth. And, you know, his solo stuff was even pretty cool. Uh, so when you're a teenager, you start playing guitar yourself. Was Eddie Van Halen an influence on you at all? Or were you more into the, the 90s grunge that was going on at that point? Uh, the 90s grunge that was going on at that point. Yeah. Probably for obvious reason. Think about it. 
yeah. you know um i'm at that stage where i'm i'm buying my own equipment um that's what's on the radio i'm a little older and it's easier to play you know mm -hmm. think about it. it's just power chords the thought of even going there with the finger taps and you know i'm sure i i messed with it and i still do every once in a while but like the thought of ever being that good to play eruption <laughs> was not even like was not even in my uh thought process whatsoever you know i wasn't even thinking i could go there and even try to play anything from van halen but you know a nirvana riff was in my wheelhouse and easy enough to figure out so no man I, i didn't i never tried to play that stuff however i did have like you know keyboards growing up and what kid didn't pick up a keyboard and try to play like jump on it or something like that you know yeah the dun, 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 dun. if you had some sort of effect that sounded like that <laughs> you know and it just goes to show you how how multi-talented eddie van halen was you know the sound he invented the sound he created the ways in which he created the frankenstein the frankenstrat guitar and the sounds that came out of it uh the keyboards you know and he and and he started off as a drummer dude as the legendary story goes like he was playing drums And Alex was playing guitar, and they did the old switcheroo. And, you know, I know this is about Eddie, but we can't downplay, you know, how great and how, how underrated Alex Van Halen is yeah. on, on drums. You know, they were just both really gifted, but Eddie Van Halen, you know, when we were talking about no comparisons, for me is the number one, will always be number one guitar player of all time. You know, people throw, I mean, there's other greats for sure. Jimi Hendrix slash Santana, I'll throw him in there. Um, you know, you can go on all day with, with great guitar players, uh, Tom Morello, but there's Eddie Van Halen and everybody else. Yep. You know, he, he's leaps and bounds, innovative and better than anyone I've ever heard till this day. Yeah. Did you ever get to see Van Halen live? You know, it's funny because you would have thought, you know, I had full influences in my life. Maybe they would have taken me to see them. I don't know if I've ever had that opportunity, but working in rock radio at k-rock in new york in the late 90s early 2000s we did a van halen show at jones beach k-rock presents or something and being a guy in promotions or whatever we were doing i forget what we were doing there but i know i got to sit there at jones beach amphitheater during the entire sound check like front and center just enjoying every moment of it and taking it all in and watching that show later that night to see how masterful they were. But just to have that entire experience to me and like two of my buddies that worked for K-Rock with me was something I'll never forget. The only weak part about it, <laughs> and if you want to call it weak, is that it was Gary Sharon on front and center back then, you know? Yeah. So, but you know, you still saw the musicality and the vibe of the band. And, you know, this, there's, such a sound that comes from them and his guitar and you know that's eddie van halen that, that van halen you know what though i can't take away from michael anthony too because i feel like he created a lot of that that harmony and that sound that we love yep but you know that's all from them and it's so nostalgic now and, and you know it's sad that he died at, at 65 but you know i could i could pop that music on and i've been doing it since and it takes you right back to your childhood or To that era and you know that was the the foundations to all the stuff that we grew up loving even more in the 90s you know everybody everybody had uh a love for eddie van halen and what he brought to the table not only rock fans but that was mainstream that was 
that was everything. That was the MTV mainstream pop era at the time. Working in radio and then going on to Sirius XM, did you ever get to meet Eddie or any of the other guys from the band? Man, it's so funny. I'm getting to the point where I'm forgetting these things a little bit. But, you know, if I if I would have met Eddie Van Halen, I, I would have known it. Um, oh, you know what? How can I forget this? Duh. As I was leaving K-Rock New York, David Lee Roth was sort of coming in, right, oh. to do his takeover of the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And I got to meet him then. I had pictures of that. And prior to that, or around the same time, I remember going to Scores with the Stern crew after like a holiday party or something like that, a K-Rock party. And David Lee Roth happened to be there, Diamond Dave in his glory. And actually got the chance to party with the dude. I got pictures of that too. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was like me and my my colleagues and coworkers, uh, Kane and Chris Booker, and like Ralph Sorella from the Stern Show and Brian Fallon, and you know the E Crew from that Stern era, partying with David Lee Roth at Scores. And you can imagine the type of guy that you expect him to be is, is exactly who he is in that sort of scene. He's drinking, he's partying, he's Diamond Dave, and you know he's having fun with strippers and. Yeah, so I got to party with David Lee Roth. I don't think I ever met Sammy Hagar. I definitely never met Michael Anthony. And I don't think I ever face-to-face met either of the Van Halens. All right, well, I want to know, what are Steve Cavino's top five Van Halen songs of all time? All right, man. Now, look, you got to remember when I grew up, the MTV era, right? Yeah. So this is my top five. These are the songs that had greatest influence or impact on me. I'll have a few honorable mentions so number five, I'm starting out with 1978 from the Van Halen debut, I'm the One. Just the way yeah. it kicks in, you know, the, the riff from the start pulls you in. That whole song for me from start to finish um, is just awesome. I'm the one, the one you love. The harmonies, everything about that song just rocks. So it's number five for me, 1978. Yeah. And they do that like four part harmony in the breakdown. Oh, dude. Yeah, like that that whole, you know, even that that sort of um jazzy that part, you know, just the whole vibe of the song, it rocks. It's, it's got that bluesy, jazzy sort of feel to it, that breakdown that you described. You know, they were taking chances that no one else was, was taking, and no one else was even, even able to take. You know, it was just lightning in a bottle magic with... with the, they were all the greatest. So, number four on my Steve Cavino top five Van Halen songs of all time. You know, you, you may agree or disagree because it's a cover song, but it's also their first single from that same album, 1978 Van Halen. You really got me. Yeah. I believe the Kinks put it out and, and it charted at like number 36. 
and I think it went to number 19 for Van Halen. But for them to come out with a cover song, and it's not even their best song, and and still make it that dope, and then follow up and kick ass after that is just awesome to me. You know, and I love that song. I, I think they made it their own. It rocks. And the best thing is when you put on Eruption, which is the second song in the album, and when that yeah. fades into You Really Got Me, oh my God. Dude, you know, it's funny. Eruption arguably still is to me the number one solo of all time. Yeah. You know, when that's done and it would like if I were to hear it somewhere or someone else playing it or if I look it up on YouTube just to show people how awesome it was, uh, I still expect to hear I still expect to hear that right afterward. Coming in at number three. It's the second single off the 1978 Van Halen album, and that would be Running With The Devil. I think it's such an impactful song. I think every Van Halen fan loves this song, right? Because this was the second single but this was their own original song that's what i find interesting about it they came out with a with a cover like hey here's a song that you guys know it's familiar you really got me we made it our own but 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 hold on hold your beer because we have our own shit that's even doper and i think this is when they really started to take off and it's it's one of their most legendary songs but that's the one man running with the devil is just you gotta love that song i think you know you're the guy doing the countdowns and, and talking to people, I think that has to be on most people's top five. Definitely. Uh, coming in at number two, personal favorite for me, uh, is from 1984. What I love about this song is, you know, the guitar riffs, that signature sound, but just that swag of David Lee Roth and the whole band capturing that, you know, that love of, of, women, of hot 80s women. And it's Drop Dead Legs. It's just such a cool song. And if you listen to the Cavino and Rich show on, on a throwback Thursday, you know, every once in a while, I'll throw that one in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes back to, again, my childhood and and saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I like the sound of this and I like what they're singing about, like hot chicks and 80s <laughs> shit. I mean, how could you deny that? Yeah. Drop Dead Legs is great. It's a cool song. Before I give you my number one, I just want to throw out a few honorable mentions, if that's cool with you. Yes. So... You know, when I think back to that cassette Uncle Joe made me, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of songs at a sequence sometimes because he just put them in whatever order that he wanted to, right? Yep. And uh, Unchained was how my cassette started. Nice. And Unchained is, is a really cool song that I want to shout out because that's probably the, my, one of my introductions to them, you know? Yeah. Unchained, nothing stays the same. Uh, Tom 
Jimmy. Just such a cool song. And, you know, at the end, how Tom Jimmy, he's the king. And you're like, oh, Jimmy. <laughs> just the whole vibe of that song is really cool. I always like Ice Cream Man because, again, it had that, that David Lee Roth sort of bluesy, jazzy thing that he did. That bozzy, bozzy, bop kind of vibe, you know? Yep. That, that stop me as I'm passing by. That's a cool song, man. I like Ice Cream Man. It's like a, it's just like a little like filler song. And then, you know, I mentioned that I never liked Van Hagar. But when the band broke up, like most people, we thought it was over, right? Yep. And when they came out with 5150, you were probably amped up to see the album cover. When 5150 came out, you know, I was excited to see what they had in store. And the first time I heard... You know, when you hear Sammy Hagar coming in, you're like, oh, shit. This is dope. So, you know, Why Can't This Be Love is a great song. You know, it's just a great song. Yep. So uh, I got to say, it's not one of my, you know, top five. It's probably not even my top ten. But if that song comes on, I'm reminded of like, oh, that shit is dope. And it's a good it's a good vibe song for sure. Yeah. So I do want to say props to that song because I like that. So uh, great job, Mike. But uh, coming in at number one for me. Top five Van Halen songs. Number one, Hot for Teacher. In 84, what was I? Uh, Nine years old. And... You got to remember, MTV era, that video had a story to it. And I knew right then and there, I was not Waldo. I didn't want to be Waldo. I wanted to be the little kids from Van Halen. I wanted to be playing the drums like Alex, playing the guitar riffs like Eddie, and and just being in that video. That video was everything. Uh, Their dance moves, remember, they had choreographed dance moves in that video. They were grabbing their junk. Um, The teacher was in a bikini. You know, I was a school kid. And I, I loved everything about it, man. That that song, the double bass pedals, the guitar solos, the vibe of it, the bam, 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 David Lee Roth's ad libs, you know, in the song. Yeah. Everything about that song for me just screamed '80s and cool. And it was '84, and, and just the 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 phrase "hot for teacher." That shit is funny. I like that, man. I loved it. I always have. And like I said, because it was such a popular video, and and they had lots of popular videos at the time, uh, you know, Jump and Panama and all that shit, but that was controversial at the time. You know, little kid, he's he's got the hots for his teacher, and she's dancing around in a bikini and shit. That's awesome. It will always be awesome, and it goes back to that sexy vibe of, of something that doesn't really happen that much in today's world anymore. Like, these dudes are just singing about hot chicks and rocking out and you know it, that was a lot of what the 80s was about so that's my number one i love how it starts with the drums i love everything eddie brings to it i love the harmonies and for me that's van halen at, at their prime and then of course david lee roth leaves the band and for me it's never the same well i want to thank you for coming back to the mike durban show of course you are on my favorite radio show of all time the Cavino and rich show on sirius thank you man and you're also on ESPN's Now or Never. Where can we find you on social media? Social media, of course, we're at Now or Never ESPN for the TV show, at Covino and Rich for the radio show. 
And personally, I'm everything at Steve Covino, C-O-V-I-N-O. And I hope uh, people, hey, agree or disagree. I don't really give a shit. Those are my personal top five. You can't, you can't disagree with my personal top five. If you do, uh, tug on it and, uh, you know, create your own list. But those are the ones that meant the most to me. But, hey, I love Van Halen, always will. And I hope people enjoyed this, man. Rest in peace, Van Halen. All right, that's the show, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. I want to thank the Disco Inferno and Steve Cavino for sharing their stories with me. Please follow them on social media and check out their shows. I want to thank everyone who's been buying Blue Chew and supporting my sponsors. Thank you so much. Go listen to some Van Halen today, please. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Thank you. Thank you.